Chapter 1 Get It How You Live C-A-N-C-E-L-L-E-D That fool is cancelled. With his weird ass. Anyway, you gonna be on time right? I don't want to hear that running late stuff. I'm in desperate need of some S, S, and S. Sand, sun, and sex. Dina laughed as she take to Ashley on the phone. Dina was halfway joking, but she was halfway serious too. The ladies were leaving for their vacation in Mexico this afternoon, and Dina planned to treat Mexico like it was Las Vegas. What happened in Mexico during this vacation, was going to stay in Mexico. Unless of course, she met a millionaire and decided to keep draining him for cash when she got back to the States. The ladies were headed off for a vacation, just like most people did at this time of the year, but unlike most people, the bougie circle were traveling in style. Fuck airports and long-ass lines. The ladies were chartering a private jet for their getaway. Dina checked inside her bedroom closet one last time before she zipped up her Louis Vuitton luggage. She wanted to be 100% sure that she'd packed all of the new things she brought yesterday. Dina dropped a cool $15,000 on clothes and shoes for this week-long vacation. She didn't plan on wearing anything twice during this whole trip, including bathing suits and lingerie, that she was pretty certain a few millionaires would be seeing up close and personal during her time in Mexico. Mom, when you coming back? Dina jumped a little. She was startled to hear a voice in her room. Dina had no idea Diana was home. She had no idea what time Diana had gotten this morning. As Dina stood there thinking about it, she realized she didn't really care either. Would I tell you about sneaking up on me like a damn stalker? And you're out of your damn mind if you think I'm telling you when I'm coming home. You think you're slick. Trying to plan a party around my schedule and shit. Not in my damn house you won't. Diana put on a fake pout. She knew her mother very well. She also knew that her mother was playing right into her game of deflect and attack. Partying was Diana's life. But more than partying, Diana's biggest accomplishment in life was living responsibility and carefree. Dina had played a big part in Diana becoming this way, she knew it, and she hated it. But, she still continued to contribute to it. Dina grew up an only child. She'd always wanted a sister to share clothes with and do other sisterly things with. Since she had none, Dina settled for friends to fill the sister role. As hard as Dina tried, friends were not the same as family. Dina's life had been one never-ending party since she was 14 years old. Having Diana at 17 did not slow down Dina's partying ways, not even a little bit. Dina passed her child off to her mother to raise while she continued her partying ways. Dina kind of forgot she even had a child, until her mom passed away when Diana was 16 years old. Dina suddenly felt a huge amount of guilt. Her daughter was 16 years old, and she barely knew her. With her mother no longer around to care for her child, and take care of her responsibilities for her, Dina's motherly instincts finally kicked in, kind of. Dina went and got her child, who was now a teenager. Dina moved Diana into her plush house with her. Diana wasn't really a bad kid, but she wasn't all that innocent either. Dina had been running the streets since she was 14 years old. If there was one thing that stayed the same throughout generations, it was the streets. Times change, things change, people change, but one thing that always remains the same is the street mentality. There was nothing going on out in the streets, past or present, that Dina had not witnessed or experienced firsthand. Dina watched her daughter come and go as she pleased. She never said a word. Dina watched for a month straight as Diana walked around like she was slick. After a month of watching her daughter, Dina finally approached her to burst her bubble. 
Dina told Diana that she knew everything she was doing. She didn't even have to see her doing it to know what she was out there doing. Dina knew about Diana sneaking out of the house late at night, she knew about the boys Diana was sneaking into the house late at night, and she knew about Diana smoking weed in the basement. Dina knew all of this even though she was barely ever home. Dina told Diana she was not angry at her, she just wished that she learned to do things in a better way. Dina made Diana a deal. If Diana continued going to school, getting good grades, and graduated high school, Dina would allow her to do all of the things she thought she was sneaking to do, under her roof. Dina was true to her word. She allowed Diana to have parties, sleepovers, and Dina even allowed Diana's boyfriends to spend the night sometimes. Dina became known around town as the cool mom. Dina loved the title too. Dina also began spoiling Diana something terrible. Dina brought Diana anything she wanted. Diana got a Maserati for her 17th birthday. When she turned 18, Dina threw her an expensive birthday party, complete with high-priced entertainers. Dina also brought Diana a Lamborghini. But the party and the birthday gifts weren't the best thing about Diana turning 18. The day Diana turned 18, she became Dina's best friend and the sister she had always wanted. The two did almost everything together. So it should come as no surprise that Diana followed right in Dina's footsteps. Unlike her mother, Diana didn't have that natural knack for separating real from fake. Real ballers with real money, from fake ballers who specialized in making it look like they had money. Diana was getting played by fake ballers a lot. Every time Dina tried to teach Diana real from fake, the two got into heated arguments. Diana said she wasn't a child anymore and she was not going to tolerate being treated like one. Even though she had no job. Everything she owned and almost every dollar she ever got came from Dina, after warning her three times, Dina decided to let Diana find her own way in life. She never did. Seven years later, at 25 years old, Diana had not found a real baller to take care of her, Diana was not even considering getting a job and taking care of herself, she was still having sex with broke boys, and she was still living off of, and with her mother. Dina clearly didn't mind. She never kicked Diana out, pressed her to pay any bills, or stopped taking care of her every want and need. Even still, Dina hoped that her daughter would grow up one day. I better not find out you had a bunch of your broke-ass friends in my house while I'm gone. You're gonna find yourself living in the streets with their bum asses if you keep it up. Mom, can you leave your car here? Mine is in the shop again. Diana paid no attention at all to her mother's threats about kicking her out before she moved on to asking for what she really wanted. Dina stopped packing clothes for a second and looked at Diana. Before she could question Diana about why her car was in the shop this time, she heard the sound of the doorbell ringing. Dina sighed. She was not going to stress herself out over Diana's dumb-ass problems. How she was going to pay to get her car fixed was on her. The keys on the kitchen table d. Dina said as she nonchalantly walked past Diana on her way to answer the front door. Diana stood there completely befuddled. Her mother had shown no care at all about her car being in the shop. The fake party line was supposed to set her up so that Diana could hit her up for what she really wanted. You know, ask for something big, so what you really want seems small. It usually worked for Diana. She stood there wondering why it wasn't seeming to work this time. Dina smiled as she headed to the front door. She was enjoying seeing Diana sweated out. Dina knew that she was going to eventually be the one paying to get Diana's car out the shop, but it was still fun seeing her fret about her car at the moment. Dina opened the door with a smile still on her face. Her smile disappeared when she saw no one standing out there.
but there was something on her doorstep. One red rose. What the fuck? Dina shook her head as she closed the door and walked back into the house. Whatever this rose was about, surely had nothing at all to do with her. Probably with some weird-ass shit Diana was into. Dina shrugged. She had better things to think about than Diana's unorganized life, like meeting some extremely rich men in Mexico. Ashley laughed as she ended her call with Dina. She was purposely taking her time as she sat in her chambers looking at videos on Instagram. Ashley was being petty. She was sitting here bullshitting, knowing that people were in the courtroom awaiting her ruling. They were all on her time, and this was how she chose to waste it. Why shouldn't she? The prosecution had wasted her time making her come back here to have to look up this case. If he would have just told the truth, everyone would have been out of here by now. Off somewhere enjoying their day. But no. He felt the need to waste her damn time. Now she was purposely wasting his, and everyone else in the courtrooms too. The DA had no case against the defendant and he knew it. This was another example of the state trying to pin a bullshit charge on the first black man they could find. If there was one thing Judge Ashley didn't tolerate in her courtroom, it was that. Prosecutors trying to take black men off the streets, simply to get a conviction. A lot of times they ended up getting that conviction too. Not from her, but there were other judges in the system who played along with the game. Ashley shook her head as she thought about how fucked up the criminal justice system was. The game was completely rigged against poor folks and minorities. Nobody seemed to really care either. Ashley's recess to look a little deeper into the case that had been unexpectedly dumped into her lap, was supposed to be 10 minutes. Ashley had been back here in her chambers for 45 minutes. It had taken her all of 5 minutes to do a little research and discover that the prosecution was full of shit. The other 40 minutes back here had been filled by Ashley talking to Dina on the phone and surfing Instagram profiles. Ashley took her time as she stood from her chair and began putting her robe back on. When she was done, she summoned her clerk and told him to call to resume the proceedings. Five minutes later, Ashley took a seat in her judge's chair and stared darts of death at the prosecution's table before she spoke. Mr. Olson, you clearly, and I do mean clearly, have no case here whatsoever. The defendant was arrested and charged with a crime with no credible evidence or reasoning behind his arrest at all. And the worst part about this is that you had the nerve to request to raise the defendant's bail not once, but twice. Even though the $100,000 bond for a class 3 felony was ridiculously high to begin with. Mr. Olson, in my honest opinion, you are in direct violation of your civic duty to serve this court with honor. In my opinion, this case was an attempted railroading of an innocent man. One thing my mother said while laying on her deathbed that stayed with me was, that if a person will do something once, he will do it twice. I seriously doubt that this is your first attempt to railroad an innocent man, and I seriously doubt that it will be your last, unless you are stopped. Therefore, I'm writing to the Bar Association to request that your activities be investigated and hopefully that investigation leads to you being disbarred. Ashley paused for a second and looked at the defendant. Mr. Milton, I would advise you to get a lawyer, a real lawyer. When you do, I suggest you pursue civil action against the state and Mr. Olson personally. Mr. Milton, I am sorry that you were robbed for a year of your life behind this nonsense. Ashley shuffled the pile of papers sitting in front of her before she continued. This case is dismissed. The defendant will be processed and released from custody immediately. That's my final ruling. Ashley banged her gavel and rose to her feet. Defendant Milton jumped up and cheered loudly. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you, Your Honor. If I ever see you out there in the world, I hope you will let me buy you a drink. Ashley heard what the defendant said as she was on her way out the door. Under normal circumstances, she would have held his dumb ass in contempt of court, but she already had vacation on her mind as she headed off to her chambers. Charging that dummy with contempt would mean spending more of her time here. Not today, Satan. Defendant Milton smiled as he yelled over at the prosecutor as he was being led out of the courtroom by deputies and taken over to the jail to be processed and released. I'll see your weird ass in court, fuckboy. D.A. Olson said nothing as he sat at the table still shaking his head and wondering what the fuck had just happened. The Bougie Circle by Kareem Rahman get the full book and series at Amazon today. Here.